Morning, y'all. I'm Katie Kamen, and it's Tuesday, October 11th. On this date in 1991, Anita Hill accused Supreme Court nominee Clarence Thomas of sexually harassing her. Thomas reappeared before the Senate Judiciary Committee to denounce the proceedings as a high-tech lynching. Thomas is the second African-American to serve on the high court. He succeeded the first, Justice Thurgood Marshall. And with the retirement of Anthony Kennedy in 2018, Thomas is now the longest-serving member. On this date, in 2002, former President Jimmy Carter, who just celebrated his 98th birthday last week, received the Nobel Peace Prize. Now let's see if your forecast deserves a prize of its own. We'll head over to the Live 5 First Alert Weather Center. All right, good morning to you. Meteorologist Joey Silvan here at a mild start. Temperatures in the 60s, light breeze outside this morning, and we'll have that throughout today. We'll see a partly to mostly cloudy sky. Small chance of a shower this morning. Most of the day should be dry. Temperatures topping out in the upper 70s. Tomorrow will be back in the upper 70s. A little bit better rain chance, though, and that will continue into Thursday, especially first half of the day. By the afternoon, a cold front moves through. Once that is through, rain is out of here, not only uh, for the rest of Thursday, but for Friday and the weekend. All sunshine lined up there for Friday, Saturday, and Sunday with highs in the mid-upper 70s. You're listening to Morning Y'all, your local headlines and first alert weather forecast from the Low Country's news leader, Live 5 News. Morning Y'all is sponsored by MUSC Health. Join a team that's changing what's possible. MUSC Health is hiring for all locations and various positions, including radiology, path and lab, maintenance, and a number of other professions. Find out more about the competitive pay rates and benefits or review a more comprehensive list of current openings at muschealth.org slash careers. MUSC Health, changing what's possible. Now let's check your morning headlines. Charleston County deputies are investigating after skeletal remains were found on Johns Island. The sheriff's office says there is no threat to the public and we're told those remains have been in the woods for a while now. According to authorities, shortly after 11 yesterday morning, Charleston County deputies received a call that a survey crew working in the area found those skeletal remains in the woods off Patton Avenue. Deputies say the remains are obviously human. The identity of that person has not been released. Mount Pleasant police are asking for your help as they investigate two incidents of vandalism. Police say those two incidents happened sometime yesterday morning. The first was at Waterfront Park. Police were called there just before 8 a.m. for vandalism of town property. A report states the war memorial and first responder bell had been vandalized with red spray paint with phrases like, quote, death to the pigs and other words in pictures. According to police, while on scene, someone told officers that a similar color spray paint was used to vandalize the Tides condominium sign just up the road. After getting video footage, police say someone could be seen actively spray painting around 1.20 yesterday morning. If you have any information, call the Mount Pleasant Police Department. A man is facing a felony charge of boating under the influence after a Saturday night boat crash. According to the Coast Guard, the boat crash happened while the man was leaving a concert. Officials say Nicholas Zucala Jr. admitted he was drinking while driving the boat when it hit a buoy near the Federal Law Enforcement Training Center in North Charleston. The Coast Guard says... All four passengers were thrown from the boat, injuring one person critically. We are waiting to hear back on their current condition. 
This morning, the Dorchester Road Regional Library is reopening after about a year and a half of renovations. That ribbon cutting ceremony is at 9 a.m. and the library says they cannot express how excited they are to debut the new renovations to the community. Our Molly McBride joins us live from the branch now. So Molly, can you tell us more about what the community can expect from these new upgrades? Absolutely. Good morning, Katie. The Dorchester Road Regional Library is celebrating 30 years of service in the community today. And what better way to celebrate than to introduce that community to a brand new library? I spoke with the communications coordinator of Charleston County Public Libraries, who says the community can expect new collection items, upgraded technology, and separate spaces for different age groups. The library now has double the number of computers, Wi-Fi, chargers, self-checkout, and more. It also has dedicated areas for children and teens with collections tailored to each age group. That communications coordinator, Alexis Simmons, says they put emphasis on community spaces with newly added study, conference, and community rooms. She says she wants the community to think of the space as more than just a library. When people think of libraries, sometimes they think of books. But when you walk into our libraries, we are so much more than that. We are community spaces. The ribbon cutting ceremony is this morning at 9. Simmons says they will have giveaways, raffles, crafts, activities, and more. And she encourages anybody that can to stop by to see the brand new library. Reporting live in Charleston, Molly McBride, Live 5 News. Thanks so much, Molly. Well, the city of Charleston wants to add new features and payment options to the more than 1,600 parking meters across the city. Officials say they last upgraded the parking meters in 2016 when they started accepting credit cards. As technology advances, the city says they want to add more apps with different payment options and advancements to help enforce parking rules. The 2016 upgrades cost the city more than $350,000. City leaders say they expect this new plant upgrade will cost them even more because of inflation, but they do not have an exact amount yet. Drivers will soon have a smoother commute on I-26. The South Carolina Department of Transportation says its massive project on the highway will be done in the next two years. Today, Governor Henry McMaster and SCDOT will host a project kickoff event. It's set for this morning at 1030 in Ridgeville. The project will widen 16 miles up the highway between Newberry, Lexington, and Richland counties in order to alleviate traffic in those areas. The state recently allocated $512 million for the project to speed it up by several years. The accelerated project is also thanks to some technological advances. Debates for the midterm elections kick off with the 2022 South Carolina Lieutenant Governor debate happening tonight. Republican incumbent Pamela Evert will take uh, will debate against Democratic candidate Tally Casey. The debate is tonight from 8 to 9 p.m. and will be broadcast and streamed live on South Carolina ETV's website. Republican Governor Henry McMaster and Democratic candidate Joe Cunningham will have their debate October 26th. The state superintendent of education debate between Republican Ellen Weaver and Democrat Lisa Ellis is set for November 2nd. Don't forget, early voting for the November 2022 general election will start October 24th. Election day is November 8th. The South Carolina Supreme Court has changed the location and moved up the date of when it will hear arguments in the death penalty constitutionality trial. It's now scheduled for December 13th at 10.30 a.m. at the Supreme Court in Columbia. 
Originally, it had been scheduled for January 12th in Conway. At the beginning of September, a Richland County judge ruled that firing squads and electrocutions are unconstitutional in South Carolina. The judge ruled in the case involving four death row inmates against the state of South Carolina. About a week later, both Governor Henry McMaster and the South Carolina Department of Corrections filed an appeal against that previous ruling. Looking ahead, U.S. Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg is set to visit the Palmetto State this week alongside Majority Whip James Clyburn. Buttigieg will be touring low country infrastructure and highlighting investments made by the bipartisan infrastructure law. That law was signed by President Biden in November of 2021. It provides $550 billion over five years for investments in roads, bridges, mass transit, water infrastructure, resilience, and broadband. As of September 6th, South Carolina has received $1.3 billion in funding. 82% of funds have been designated for transportation improvements. Things like checking your child's grades or where their buses are will soon be easier. Dorchester School District 2 is implementing two new pieces of software starting next school year. Anna Harris has more on how these programs will impact teachers and families. Superintendent Dr. Shane Robbins says these two new pieces of technology will be more time efficient for teachers, provide clearer communication for families, and hopefully increase student engagement. He says they will make a huge impact on safety and e-learning. The two new programs for the 2023 school year, Traversa and Schoology. Traversa is a web-based technology where parents can see where their child is on their bus route online and on an app through a tracking device on the school buses. They will also implement tablets on special education buses that will give drivers turn-by-turn -turn directions to their destination and provide a picture of the student and who is picking them up. The second software, Schoology, is a student learning management system that is a one-stop shop for students and parents. It will give access to programs like Microsoft Teams, PowerSchool, Seesaw, and more. Chad Doherty, the district's deputy superintendent, says this will allow students to not get behind when they're absent or when they have an e-learning day due to weather. We hope that it increases student engagement if and when we ever um, have to go into an inclement weather day, but also during the normal course of normal school year. I, you probably heard mention that there are some students that may have to miss a day of school, but if they can access their coursework through Schoology, they don't have to wait till they come back to school the next day to get that work that they missed. Robin says training staff on both pieces of software will begin prior to next school year. He says there is not a clear estimate on how much they will each cost the district and what schools they will start testing at. In Dorchester County, Anna Harris, Live 5 News. The number of unfilled teaching jobs across South Carolina at the start of each school year has nearly doubled in the last five years. Now a new task force is working to figure out how to curb this challenge and boost South Carolina's teacher numbers. An annual report on the number of unfilled teaching jobs across the state at the start of the school year shows that number has not just risen over the last several years, but skyrocketed last year. This new task force will examine this issue over the next several months and will make recommendations on areas including how to increase recruitment, improve teacher preparation, and enhance working conditions. The 17-member task force is chaired by a former state superintendent of education and includes current teachers, state lawmakers, and future teachers. When I chose education, I had people say, maybe you're too smart for that. Maybe this is not 
the uh, the path for you, and just trying to change that narrative that education is super important. Um, it, in my opinion, like I said, is the most important profession, especially right now. The task force's chair says they'll also examine how to recruit and retain other people in the education field, including school nurses, media specialists, and psychologists. As a result of Hurricane Ian, the South Carolina Department of Revenue has extended the deadline for extension filers to file individual income tax returns. That deadline is now February 15th of next year. This tax relief follows the IRS's decision to postpone its deadline for extension filers in South Carolina due to the effects of the storm. Extension filers should still file by October 17th if they want to receive a South Carolina tax rebate before December 31st of this year. Those who file after October 17th will not receive their rebate until March of 2023. South Carolina Senator Lindsey Graham wants to secure our state's beaches. He visited Charleston and Folly Beach yesterday to discuss how the area contributes to the state's economy. Graham says Folly Beach, along with every coastal town in the state, is a major contributor to the entire state's economic success. He says erosion and storms are definitely impacting the shoreline and thinks it's essential to invest in rebuilding from erosion and replenishing the beach as much as possible. Graham says building up the dune wall and using sand from rivers are key steps toward creating long-lasting beaches and preserving South Carolina's major attractions. He also wants to work with the Army Corps of Engineers and state and federal agencies to make that happen. Last year, Dorchester County Council approved $8.5 million of funding to match private funding to expand broadband access to rural parts of the county. Construction is now well underway, and officials say many people who live there are excited, but still may have lots of questions. Our Lauren Quinlan joins us now. So, Lauren, what can folks in Dorchester County expect at tonight's community outreach meeting? Katie, tonight residents will be able to speak directly with the broadband provider to learn how they can access this service and ask any other questions they might have. The goal of this access and this high-speed internet is to meet major needs in the community. The first, unserved areas with no access to broadband, and the second, underserved areas with very limited access. Daniel Prentice with Dorchester County says it's important for these areas to be supported now that schoolwork and telework are more common in the modern world. PRTC, a locally owned telecommunications provider, matched the county's funding and are working on installing roughly 325 miles of fiber, which will serve about 4,000 homes and businesses in rural parts of the county. Tonight in St. George, leaders in Dorchester County and PRTC will meet with residents to make sure they are fully informed on the expansion. Ms. Holman, the councilwoman that represents District 1, uh, most of the areas that are going to receive internet are in her district, so her constituents are the most impacted. So she's been holding these community outreach series to try to bring the information directly to them, especially in a circumstance where people might not have internet. The county updates their website every month so you can type in your address to see if you were in the expansion zone and how far along the construction process is. Prentice says the internet service is optional and there are some financial help opportunities for people who might not be able to afford it. Tonight's meeting starts at 6 p.m. at the Shady Grove Family Life Center. 
for a link to find out if you were in the expansion zone and how far construction might be going, just click on this story on Live5News.com. Reporting live in Dorchester County, Lauren Quinlan, Live5 News. Today marks National Coming Out Day, which is a yearly celebration that aims to shed a light on the LGBTQ plus community and their decisions to share their gender identities and sexual orientation with the public. Those who aren't part of the community can act as allies to love and support them. Celebrating birthdays today, singer Daryl Hall of Hall & Oates is 76. MTV original VJ Mark Goodman turns 70. Pro and college football Hall of Famer Steve Young is 61. And rapper Cardi B is 30. Thanks for joining us for Morning Y'all from Live 5 News. I'm Katie Kamen. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to Morning Y'all. Produced every weekday morning and sponsored by MUSC Health. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts or listen anytime at live5news.com slash podcasts. And download the free Live 5 News app for your mobile device for the latest local news and weather updates 24-7 from Live 5 News, the Low Country's news leader.